Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 54 of On the Flank. I'm one of your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we are one week into the playoffs. I kind of forgot that I kind of forgot that last week was was the first week of playoffs, technically, because the first first week was, uh, of course, the play-ins. Um, but we, we we started playoffs last week. Uh, it's kind of weird when you have like two rounds in one weekend. I think that kind of confused me. Um, but yeah, we're, we we got two more. We're down to six. We're down to the final six. This I don't know. There's the final four. What do you call, what do you call the last six, Joe? I don't know. I mean, it's basically just like from where we stopped in the bracket, though. Like, because eventually there'll be uh, a final a final uh, four. I mean. Because that's what after Thursday's matches, right? Yeah, after Which Thursday's I guess matches. Is today. Or yeah. yeah, today. After today, we'll have our final four. I guess the spectacular six, the super six. Who knows? It could be anything. We haven't named them yet. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, let's. I mean, let's just go back to the start where we started in the first round last Thursday. Um. Where where the Vancouver Titans ended up being the sole dynasty four to two, um, I don't think either of us were surprised by this result, um, but I, it, it started off heavily in Soul in Soul's favor, uh, Joe. But then at some point in both of the matches later in the, against the Gladiators too, at some point the Titans just seem around map four to just to just turn into a super saiyan amazing team every time and just dominated the rest of the series why does that happen joe it's <laughs> <laughs> a good question i mean um like we were, obviously we saw uh, a little bit of soul in the play-ins to uh when they beat guangzhou to make um to make this play this playoff spot that they took and one of the things that they were really um, impressive on one of the things that that they impressed um, us with was um, their their ability to be aggressive when they need to. Uh, I, I think that's fair to say. It's not like they were necessarily um, an aggressive team. I don't think um, Seoul is particularly known for that, really. But uh, but but to be able to to turn that on and take advantage of some of the the weaknesses, however small in Guangzhou in particular, um, that was sort of what got them into. The playoffs to begin with, but then the series against Vancouver, um, yeah. So if it, if it was um, if it was aggression and and sort of um, being able to to seize the opportunity um, that that got him into the playoffs, I think in the, the series against Vancouver, it was sort of like uh, an excess of that. It was a little a little bit of like recklessness almost um, that this team was having to deal with, especially like you said in the last half of the series after they had picked up their two maps, but um, yeah, Vancouver's too good a team not to just jump on that immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, throughout Overwatch history, even before Overwatch League, I think there are teams that were famously aggressive, like Selfless and all these teams that like were spawn camping people. Um, but they never won championships, really, because because teams like Vancouver would just easily punish aggressiveness like that. Uh, and I completely agree with it there. But honestly, after this weekend, I'm convinced that there is no meta that the Vancouver Titans won't look elite in. Like we've gone through so many metas throughout the season so far. And every single time I've come out saying Vancouver Titans is a top three team. And that's super impressive to me. Same as same as shock, though. Um, so those two teams, I, I like how consistent they are. Vancouver. Despite Sigma being in the meta now, despite uh, some some more Doomfist here, I mean they're they're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty good still. Um, next was a fantastic match between the LA Gladiators and Hangzhou Spark, um, who at the end of this weekend are both in the lower bracket. But I think both teams had really fantastic performances overall this weekend, and especially this game. This was a fantastic game, which I believe is my game to rewatch. Yes, it is. Um, because you stole the obvious game to rewatch. So my, this is, this is in my opinion, the second best match you can watch this, <laughs> this past weekend. Um, 
especially since I'm a big Gladiators fan and I love the purple versus pink. I love that. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great, fantastic match. Uh, LA Gladiators were up 3-1 and then Hangzhou Spark almost brought it back with wins on Lijiang and Eichenwald, but uh, Gladiators dominated on uh, Gibraltar to to finish him off there. Um, but yeah, I think this match was was uh, heavily carried by Sherfor, in my opinion. He did super well. Anything else from the Gladiators that impressed you? Anything from the Spark that impressed you? Because they look pretty good, too. Yeah, I seem to recall sort of like the narrative of this match, um, obviously how close it was, but um, was sort of the, the contrast between, um, yeah, particularly the DPS line uh, from the Gladiators versus uh, the tank line. Uh, from Hangzhou that was super consistent going through um, Gushui and Rio a lot at the time, but I feel like they played other tanks too? Question mark? I'm not not confident of that, but uh, maybe, maybe Nosemite was in there for part of the series, but uh, it's sort of like I mentioned last uh, last week in last week's show that this meta is um, really a, a DPS carry type of meta, and so to, to have um, the advantage in the DPS line is um, just really big still. <laughs> uh, and, and like you said, yeah, Gladiators absolutely finding success with that. Um, and again, all the way to all the way to the seven maps. I feel like there was a lot of that this week. Yeah, there definitely Relatively. was. Um, and it's funny because I think Sure 4 was a big, a big uh, reason why they won this game, but we'll talk about it later. I think he, it also might have been a big reason they lost the next game they played. So yeah, DPS matters a lot. Uh, if you're making mistakes, it's not good. If you're dominating, it's really good. Um, because because on these heroes, you can just kill so many people at once. You could you could win the fight basically for your team if you're skilled enough. Um, but yeah, this was this was just a fun, good series. Both teams looking really good in this meta, in my opinion. Um, and then we moved on to Friday where the New York Excelsior, am I, is this real? Am I dreaming the New York Excelsior, <laughs> not only winning their first playoff series since like a while ago, stage three of last year, if you count stage playoffs, but, um, they won it four to one. They dominated Joe and they looked good in this meta this weekend. I will tell you what. Uh they went up 3-0 after after winning Busan, uh Nubani, Temple of Anubis. They lost Gibraltar, but then a nice two on Ilios just to just to finish him off. And man, oh man, did the NYXL look good this weekend. I mean, London didn't perform too well, but um what 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 do you think's clicking here for nyxl is it is it the fact that nobody everyone's writing them off because they're not good in playoffs is it is the new meta super fitting for their team what is it joe yeah it's hard to say i mean um i do like that idea of um you know that people are just sort of writing them off i forget which um personality it was it might have been like zp or something um, that, that was talking on Twitter about yeah that uh, all these people surprised about how well New York is doing um, really only should be surprised because of their playoff history um, and not like actually because of their history as the team because they're like you know some ridiculous you know something in ten losses probably in two seasons mm-hmm. um, like in actual matches and, and and while you know playoff performance is significant but. Um, but like the actual success of the team really can't be um, discounted, and I mean, yeah, they're definitely finding it uh, here in these playoffs. I mean, not only well, not only finding success, but like pioneering stuff and 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 uh, putting Savio Beyond Bastion like intentionally. Which I forget if that was <laughs> uh, I forget if that was this series or maybe it was uh, when they played Atlanta. Uh, it, probably both, honestly, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just just some crazy stuff coming out, and yeah, finding success. I, I mean, this was a uh, this was a uh, match that you had called for London um, and, and me for New York, and yeah, it was basically the the difference was um, what kind of New York team was going to show off or to show up to these playoffs, and uh, it was definitely the proper one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they definitely say you'll be 
doing a lot of different things from everyone else. So you usually saw some Farah. You saw a bunch of a bunch of mostly Farah from the from the people in Sabiel B's position alongside a Doomfist. Uh, but New York had Libro on that Doomfist pretty consistently. But Sabiel B was on Sombra. He was on he was on Reaper most of the time, and he was on Bastion a lot. Um, so it was it was cool to see this. This team not really utilizing the Farah too much and 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 going all over the place with Sabiel B. Uh, super interesting stuff. And yeah, I I agree with what ZP's saying. I mean, the only reason we're discounting this team is because it's like, well, I mean, throughout the season, even on this podcast, I'd be like, well, they're winning, they're destroying, they're one of the best records in the league. But it's once the playoffs come, they're gonna lose. So it just doesn't matter. Uh, but they're proving me wrong here. <laughs> um, absolutely. And now that they gotten over the hump in this game, uh, it's looking pretty good for this team. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, but let's move on to that last game, which was Joe, your game to rewatch the Atlanta rain versus the San Francisco shock, which ended on possibly the biggest C nine of an <laughs> overwatch league history. Possibly yeah. Overwatch history, and if not the biggest, certainly the yeah the most significant. I mean, um, a series went back and forth, back and forth, literally like they were trading map wins, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to map seven. Um, obviously, it was only a first round match, but I mean, this was the match that was gonna, uh, you, you know, moving on into the the winners bracket versus the losers bracket. I mean. Um, you don't really get much bigger stakes than that. We talked, um, I think, on the show last week about um, um, about the the grand finals and how they're not set up right now to have um, uh, like a super finals or a bracket reset if um, if the losers bracket team wins. You know that's 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 something. But I think it was Monty you shared a, a tweet with me that he was saying, look, um, that, you know that the the lack of a bracket reset isn't as much of a problem when you consider the other advantages that these teams have in the winners bracket. I mean, uh, if you keep winning, you only have to win four matches uh, uh, to uh, to win like win the season playoffs. Uh, and as as it was, now Shock's got to got to play through the losers bracket every round, so to speak. But um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good series. Like I said, this is definitely the one to rewatch. Not only for the ending, though. I mean, Atlanta's set themselves up as a um, a really fun team to watch. I mean, they have all the way through the season, but especially later in the season, um, uh, mentally, but also um, just like actually watching the skill of the, of the team i mean it's um i really don't know how uh, you know how well they're gonna uh, do here from this top six but uh but yeah this is this is a really cool match especially considering um you know how many people expected it to go towards shock oh yeah um atlanta proved me wrong there i i definitely going into this week i was like atlanta they were good in stage four they went seven and oh but not the artist schedule and and now we're into a new meta it's not the same but atlanta still proving me wrong at every corner uh they're great uh, a lot of people calling atlanta shock the the grant the, they after that they were like this could be the grand finals easily but now that is impossible um because if they play each other they would play each other here in the losers bracket next so no longer can be the grand finals NYXL proved to everybody that Atlanta is clearly not the best team here. But um, yeah, as to what Monty was saying, um, yeah, if out of the NYXL Vancouver game, whoever wins that match is done for the weekend. Um, and whoever loses that match and uh, between the other four teams playing, I mean, you, you possibly... You possibly could be playing. Someone's going to be playing three matches this week, Joe. Um, whoever, whoever, whoever wins today out of these two games could possibly be playing three matches this weekend, which is kind of crazy. Whilst either the NYXL or Vancouver Titans will only be playing one. Whoever wins, so yeah, that is a pretty big difference. Uh, three match weekend is is pretty hard. Um, Luckily, they get a one-day break, but they could be playing two days in a row here. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, these two teams, 
pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I think they're t- two of the top talents in the in the. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the next round of the losers bracket, honestly. But um, we moved on to Sunday or Saturday, my bad, um, which was the first day we got eliminations. Um, and I think the thing, both of them were super one sided. Hangzhou Spark won four one, San Francisco Shock won four zero, um, and London and Seoul went away, Joe. But I think we should talk because everyone's talking about it. Them interviewing the losers right after they lose because you you, you had um, you had some sad interviews there, Joe. What do you what do you think about it? Should a lot of people saying don't do that because that's sad. A lot of people saying, well, guess what? They they were the ones who said yes to the interview. They could have said no. Joe, do do we see losers interviews? Do you think it adds to the uh, the broadcast? Um. Uh, one thing I was going to say was, don't they do like uh, press conferences for for all the matches afterwards anyway? Yes. Um, and granted, I, I guess those aren't as public, but they're yeah, they're media only. Basically, we we as an audience don't get to see it until like someone writes an article using a quote or something like that. Basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, like like you said, we had uh, two eliminations today or this past week, and. Um, all the way down to four more this upcoming week, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the one hand, uh, or on the one hand, yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's optional, and and that's also a relatively normal thing to do, um, or at least an accepted thing to do in like other sports too. I mean, that um, the, like understanding that you know people have um, emotions and all that is important. Uh, and but to be able uh, to like report on that and um, and, and you know communicate that to the audience, I think that's that's valuable. Um, but then, and then obviously on the other hand, trying to be like respectful of of teams that um, I mean I, I, I think of um, that Twitch clip of of Moth's uh, face cam when Shock lost to Atlanta, and granted that wasn't even an elimination, but um, but you know in the middle of feeling that uh those kind of feelings i mean that's um uh, you, you just got to be careful i think um uh, like it's 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 hardly on the interviewer honestly is, is sort of the conclusion i'm reaching in my head just now that that you have to be you have to be cognizant of people and like respectful of of uh what's going on there yeah um you definitely got to be respectful you definitely can't get too personal, but um, I guess as a sports media journalist major, I I've always seen so much so much value in in interviews like this because um, we get to see both sides. I mean, there's not just winners; there's there's also losers. People are losing. People are pouring their hearts out into into this season, like Soul Dynasty, and coming out unfortunately short. And um, after working a long, long season on trying to improve and then you, you fall short. It's sad. Um, and it's good. It's good for fans to see that's good for everyone to, to understand how much this means to everybody, um, who's playing in it. Um, cause it does mean a lot. Uh, but if they, if they don't want to do the interview, then they don't have to. Um, and that's fine. Uh, because I know things can get emotional. Ryu Jae Hong, of course, getting pretty emotional ended up, Stream. He ended up doing a drinking stream after after this lost, um, which is sounds depressing. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a tough weekend for London and Seoul. But I mean, after this weekend, it it seemed like the other six teams were definitely on a different level than those two. Um, but Joe, for the first time, uh, we're not getting a, we're definitely not going to be getting a repeating champ here. London gone, the defending champions gone. It's uh, true. I yeah. guess there never was really a, <laughs> a chance to have repeating uh, yeah, just things yet, based based on what we've had before. But still, yes, it's significant. Yeah, it is. Um, and people people really thought London could make make a run, but geez, I mean, London had two of the hardest opponents, arguably and NYXL in San Francisco, but they didn't even put up a fight, Joe. Only winning one map total this weekend. Um, 
but let's move on to Sunday because those two matches were pretty dominant. I, the LA Gladiators, Vancouver Titans, like like this match always seems to do, and like every match the Vancouver Titans is in, are in, uh, the ma- it started out very close and it ended not so close at all. Um, are you impressed by the Gladiators? Why? What? What? What extra step do people have to take? To, to beat Vancouver in these final maps because it seems like they just turn to a, to another level at some point mid-match and just start Yeah, destroying. it's hard to say. They, they, oh, sorry, I thought you were... No, go ahead. Um, but yeah, no, it is, it is hard to say because they've got the endurance, absolutely, to, to do these kinds of things. Um, and, and I think that's like one of the important qualities of um, of these teams, honestly, is, is the endurance to be able to, um, to last through. And granted, they've got... Um, some kind of a playoff experience like from being runaway and all but um but yeah it's um <laughs> i don't know i mean it's like you just like you're talking about earlier that vancouver is like just a really good team and um uh, and it's not even that i think the gladiators weren't prepared to uh to step up to that because i mean some of these maps were were nice and 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 close and um you know, signif- signifying you know something different, and they're still playing. Um, uh, I mean, they've got a they've got a hard road ahead of them in order to to get back to a rematch potentially. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just I think, uh, yeah, as much as I don't want to say, uh, you know, there was just a better team here, because uh, I, I I don't think because like gladiators are like probably. Or on the season, you know, solidly number four, I would think. I mean, I mean, that's their. I guess they were seeded five um, in the playoffs, but yeah, I, I don't know. So as much as I don't want to say that, I feel like that's a, a good chunk of what might have been happening. Uh, yeah, it just stinks. Like, like I said this last week, gladiators are there. They're at four, but they just haven't. They can't push to elite status. They can't beat the Titans. They can't beat the Shock. They can't. They can't beat the people ahead of them. They. I mean, no matter what, they just can't. They. That's the issue. They just need to pull out one victory against them, but they just. They can't. Um, and the point. I mean, a lot of people are pointing to this moment on Lee Zhang, basically where Sure Four at the end of the third map there had a very very poor reaper alt um and a lot of people are saying yeah he saves that reaper alt for a little bit better of a time and uh we're looking at possibly a different match result overall uh that was a big big turning point for the la gladiators right there because the next map they just fell flat on eichenwald so uh yeah that's i mean that's the example of dps play failing you sometimes just just not looking good um, but I like gladiators road doesn't get easier from here. Cause they play the San Francisco shock next, um, which I think spells possibly spells for an exit here. It's a little spoiler towards, <laughs> towards, uh, maybe later when we're predicting, but Atlanta rain, New York Excelsior, uh, Atlanta coming off of a huge San Francisco shock win, but New York Excelsior didn't care. Joe, they don't care who they beat, who they just beat. Um, in a in a very tight series, NYXL said we're way better than San Francisco Shock, and they destroyed Atlanta Rain four two here. Uh, not even a seven mapper. Um, it started off two zero was the main was the main thing, but what anything else to talk about? We've been praising NYXL a lot. Um, they beat Atlanta Rain here. Did, did it feels like Atlanta Rain maybe didn't care about beating NYXL as much as they did San Francisco. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, um, on the one hand, I think if you're an Atlanta player, uh, you look at your your win against Shock. I mean, uh, you certainly go into that match, uh, the you know, uh, probably expecting to lose. I would think. Again, I mean, uh, I forget what seed they were going into it, but um, six, this, yeah, three versus six. I mean, you go into that probably expecting to lose, um, and and so the getting as close as you can obviously is ramped up, and then you actually take the win. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. You you probably weren't expecting to play New York on uh, on day four. I guess it must have been, mm-hmm. um, e- e- or three. 
No, it was day four. You probably don't expect to play New York on day four, but um, yeah, at the same time, I mean, you got to be satisfied, I think, with uh, with the, with the first round went because um, I mean, obviously, you know, every every team is looking at grand looking for grand finals, but at the same time, um, I'm sure this is definitely a um, you, you know that they can make a notch on their uh, on their whatever they make notches on and, and call that a win. Um, and so then, yeah, going into New York, I think, and again, obviously you still want to win, but, but you, you got to be pretty happy with, with where you're sitting. Um, like as a franchise after this. Yeah, that's what I think. People get too. I think it happens in like sports and this all the time. Um, people get a bit too satisfied with what they did. I think last year when the gladiators did that insane play on Kings row against London, I think, everyone was super hype on them and maybe they got a little too satisfied with with like oh yeah we're too good did you see that yesterday i think atlanta rain beating san francisco in that match felt like a grand finals then it was like this is that's our defining moment and now they're just like okay and why excel <laughs> um and they move on and it's maybe not not as important to them and maybe not Maybe they're satisfied with their last one. They made their mark. People are saying, like, that's their win. Um, and it's hard to move on and be like, okay, but now we have to win more here. We, we got to win the grand finals. You're, you're so focused on that amazing win you just had. Um, and now I, I guarantee even more Atlanta Rain are like, okay, let's go back to that other win because this, this match obviously wasn't our best. Uh, but NYXL, man. Oh. This is now that they they're winning. It's hard to see them not winning. Honestly, um, this seems good. Uh, they got their confidence back. Anything else to say? I mean, I guess we should get give MVPs out, and both of them are from NYXL for us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, my mine goes to Sapiobi, which, uh, like I said, uh, performances against London, performance against. Uh, I forgot they played London, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, New York v. London. Yep. Uh, performance against London, performance against Atlanta, uh, super good stuff. It's just good to see him back in, uh, the you know in the spotlight where you know last season he could say I'm the best tracer in the world. Uh, <laughs> somebody on Reddit joked he can say this season Juan the best bastion in the world, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he deserves it, it. it. Yeah, it's just it's just good to see. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and I'm giving mine to Mecco, who I think was the best Sigma over the weekend. Uh, we barely talked about Sigmas, but yeah, Sigma was here, and I think Mecco uh, was pretty good at it. So I'm giving it to him. Um, NYXL, we're, we're both impressed with them. Anything else to talk about from the past weekend before we move into the news? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, goodbye London, goodbye Seoul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll do our predictions later, so yeah, that'll we, be exciting. We will. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so I guess like we can talk about our prediction points, maybe. Oh, yeah. Because we did, because uh, we made our predictions all the way through the end of the week um, from the last show, and then... Um, um, it, it, at the time we said, oh, we were going to update it every day and, and that didn't really happen. But, uh, after the, the first round, those first four matches, we did update again based on the winners, um, uh, and, and changed our picks, which weren't posted. But, uh, so then we did award a couple more points, uh, for that. And so I think it's like 64, 62 right now. Yeah. 64, 62 for, to me going into the last, um, week at stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sad. Sad that you're winning. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, just a nod. My Sunday. Did I pick both Atlanta and LA to win Sunday? I think I did. Not good. I think, I think so, yeah. Uh, hopefully I redeem myself, but um, yeah, not, not looking good for me here. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll have some more picks later on the show and we'll see if I can come back from a two point deficit here. Uh, thanks to Joe for doing that. and up all the points. Uh, news. Haxel, one rookie of the year. 
um, rookie because a lot of a lot of people in this league are rookies. Do you think this league is made up of like more than half rookies? No, it's got to be like maybe half. Yeah, I mean, most of the expansion teams are rookies, you know, 80, 90 percent rookies. But yeah, there's got to be a lot of rookies in this league. So a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people saying like calling Hoxel a rookie is kind of weird because he's one of the obviously on runaway since the start. So um, kind of weird to call him a rookie. But yeah, technically he was a rookie in the Overwatch League this year. Uh, and he was a yeah. pretty good one. Anyway, yeah, every everybody was uh, rookie of the or was were rookies last season. <laughs> so Prophet actually got, uh, or no, it wasn't Prophet. It was Jonak got rookie of the year, uh, rookie of the year, and MVP. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. He was he was such a good rookie, first rookie to get MVP. Jonak. <laughs> um, yeah. that's that's gonna be in history. <laughs> Um, I don't know why they don't mention them like the NFL and stuff. Whoever got MVP in the first year technically was a rookie. So that counts as a rookie to get MVP, even though everybody else was a rookie. It's true. Uh, but yeah, is this deserving, Joe? Any other <laughs> rookies you think deserve more? Or do you think Haxel's pretty pretty good? I'm trying to think uh, if I had thought about this or not. I don't think I'd really thought about it. I mean, yeah, uh, I would have to think about who I might have given it to instead. But, uh, I, I mean, you know, Hoxall's a fine choice, and especially in the playoffs, showing off why he's he was a good choice for it, too. Yeah, um, I think he's a great choice. I think, I think most people on Vancouver, because they're all rookies, could have been a good choice. Um, and this felt, I, this felt more significant. A lot of people are saying this felt more significant than MVP because because of how early the MVP candidates were chosen. And this felt more indicative of what is happening lately is what most people are saying that Hoxall honestly is up there with all those MVP candidates with his performance lately. So a lot of people are taking this rookie of the year a little bit more seriously. Joe, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, um, did you just, what, am, what am I saying about? I don't even know. I mean, Huxley's good. <laughs> True. Uh, speaking of MVP, Sinatra uh, is our MVP. Um, obviously, like I just mentioned, uh, this was based mainly off of... Actually, this came out stage three, the candidates, but it was shown later that it was only based off stage one and two. So... Which is, I'm still shocked by that. But Sinatra, out of the five candidates, do you think he deserved? I'm going to ask two questions. Out of the five candidates, do you think he deserved best? But not only out of the five candidates, out of everybody, do you think he deserved MVP? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, when we talked about when the uh, when the MVP list was like announced, we talked about how. Um, I think out of those five or six or whoever it was, Sinatra was definitely our pick. Um, uh, so you know, in that regard, I, I do like the decision. Um, and he's still doing okay, obviously, in the end of the season. I mean, he's you know he hasn't like fallen off or something. He just isn't playing uh, Zarya anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the same sort of thing that it would be. We'd have to take a different approach to um, trying to decide MVP beyond just like statistics and stuff if we were going to try to actually figure out uh, who that MVP might be. Because, um, I mean, just based on the way the season came out, uh, there's like two like distinct seasons and two distinct uh, rules and two distinct like broadcasts not broadcast two distinct like like measurements we could put players against uh, um, and it's really hard to combine them and so I, I think that's um, that's the thing is to try to figure out how you would even have to do that I don't know but uh, but Sinatra having been picked like I said I think uh, I think we both agreed at the time that yeah he was probably the best out of um, out of those five or six picks to go ahead and award 
Yeah. Uh, it seems like he definitely out of those five, he's the one that carried over super, not even like playing anymore. And all these, I mean, he seems like the best in this current meta out of those five for sure. So I think he's the most indicative of a full season MVP compared to everybody else on that list. But luckily we got a bunch of roll stars as well. Um, who are going to get, who are, we're going to get some reward. Um, and a, a bunch of stuff like that. Um, we'll, we'll see it. They're going to have to fix this for next year. They're, they're going to have to fix this for next year. Um, because this is obviously you can't base MVP off the first two stages. There are so much more than that. And honestly, most people in other sports don't base MVP off the first half of the season ever most people mvp is is who can turn up when it comes towards the end of the season towards playoffs towards towards the time where you need this player most so when the player is valuable exactly (laughs) the first half of the season is 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 probably the least valuable i i have awarded the first half of the season the least valuable time in the in the season how's that um there you go and the playoffs are the most valuable time for these players. Uh, so, yeah, uh, definitely gonna have to fix this in the future. But Sinatra, out of all out of those five, definitely deserves MVP. He said uh, Zarya's not getting his skin though, Joe. Even though he mostly got it on Zarya, it's probably good. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, he's, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, he said Tracer probably, uh, but not Zarya because quote I think the quote was like. I'm never going to play Zarya again. <laughs> so I don't want to give Zarya, I don't want to give a skin for, for a uh, hero. I'm not going to play anymore. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so let's move on to some more world cup stuff here. Um, or no, actually before world cup, sorry. Um, the gauntlet bracket bracket was released. The gauntlet is about less less than a month away now, October 9th. Um, and uh, if you don't know, the gauntlet is a contenders uh, event between all the best contenders teams in the world. It's sort of a world's event for for the minor league here in Overwatch League. It's going to be in Seoul, South Korea, October 9th through the 13th and a big quarter of a million prize pool here. Uh, so they have revealed the groups. There's going to be a little little group group brackets for for eight of the teams, and then apparently Runaway and Atlanta Academy are so good they're already in the bracket. Doesn't even matter for them; they're not in a group. Um, but yeah, you got Element Mystic, Talon Esports, HSL Esports, and XL Two Academy in Group A. Then you got Team Envy, Gladiators Legion, Gen G, and LGE Huya in. Uh, group b so basically they just they just play off in a little uh double elimination bracket of their group and then the if i'm correct the top three teams from each group move to the finals bracket so basically that's just to eliminate one team each and then we move on to this big big bracket um that is uh kind of some weird form of double eliminate double elimination it's like runaway in atlanta have like a double buy or something yeah they have so many advantages yeah <laughs> like they actually only have to play three matches yeah like one of these to win the whole thing <laughs> yep they only <laughs> one of these teams could possibly just play three matches and win it all which probably well, yeah because it because in fact the other people might play one two three four five six seven eight matches <laughs> to win the whole thing insane <laughs> or these top two could just play three um good old giga brain actually had the our nice bracket provider for overwatch league has also made a bracket for the gauntlet so if you guys want to fill out your brackets oh, nice. brackets for the gauntlet you can also do that um, but yeah, it basically there's group A and group B and it all basically combines into one weird bracket in which runaway and Atlanta are probably going to win because they have such a big advantage here. They literally have two, like a two game buy because of how good they are, uh, as if they already didn't need that advantage because both of them are fantastic teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
maybe we'll we'll probably predict this, Joe, because I don't know how much we'll have to talk about at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there might be like pre Overwatch World Cup stuff going on. I don't know exactly what that timeline looks like, but that'll be about it, I would think. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. It should be fun uh, because they're a bunch of good teams. I'm always the. Uh, it's nice that they do these in the off season, so I have time to to watch it because I I, yeah. I do like to see who the up and coming talent here and who I think is going to be next big in Overwatch that and Overwatch World Cup are both great places to find that. Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, that was one of the sort of selling points they've given on the whole thing is that like, Oh, they're going to have, you know, best contenders teams from the world and all the Overwatch league scouts and whatever. So it's their time to show off. I hope they, I hope on the broadcast, they like pan to the audience and they're like, this is one of the Overwatch League scouts. And it's just like someone with a clipboard writing things down. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like not even like in a uniform or something. Yeah. Or like with no logos. It's just, just a person sitting with a clipboard. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's scouting. Uh, Clearly. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, speaking of Overwatch World Cup, we've been going through a bunch of the team rosters here. Uh, we have done eight. We've done South Korea, Canada, China, France, United States, United Kingdom, Australia, and Sweden. Uh, but now we move on to Russia and Finland. That's who we're talking about today, Joe. Our two favorite teams, right? I love them. Um, Russia, Shadowburn, of course. Uh, and Lair from Atlanta Rain, then tanks to have Tonic and how do we pronounce this? Probably just Chow. Uh, I think they were saying Chow last Chow. year. Chow. Okay. Chow um, from HSL Esports. Sports, you got Main, Eng, and Rubicon um, from a team just called Substitute. That's fun. Um, well, as he's in there as a substitute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the team. Really? Because well, in fact, I think he might be. Russia might have pulled, um, pulled the team Australia or whatever it was, and brought like a coach too. Uh, I, I think that might be Rubicon. I'm, don't quote me on that though. Interesting, because uh, all the that's very inconsistent with this <laughs> with this website's format because everybody else in parentheses has their team name. Um, that's true so yeah this is uh last year if, if you recall uh russia did maybe it is a team I don't know. yeah <laughs> maybe russia did not make blizzcon last year um they barely lost and they were the ancient qualifiers they lost out to finland and south korea they went three and two they got third they were right there they were so close joe um, but yeah, it's a pretty similar tank line is the same support line is the same minus Rubicon. And then, uh, you got Shadowburn, no mistakes this year. Um, he's uh, GM. Oh, mistakes is GM. Yeah, the return. I just pulled that is on Liquipedia. That's, that's dope. Mistakes. GM mistakes. Maybe has a future in, uh, an upper management here in the Overwatch league. Um, but yeah, what, I mean, they added, the only person they added was Enlair from, from Atlanta rain, who's pretty good. Um, but he, I mean, do you, do you see a top eight for this team this year? Are they, are they a, a top eight team or do they just barely r- land short again? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I can't confirm. Yeah. Rubicon's a coach, um, that they pulled from Russia. Uh, he competed in 2016, um, but hasn't been back since. Okay. Okay. Um, but so do, do I see this team doing well I mean last year um, as I recall I was pretty high on Team Russia um, particularly after uh, Philadelphia Fusion's really nice performance with Shadowburn uh, in uh, the playoffs although I guess he probably didn't play tons in the season one playoffs yeah. but um, uh, but yeah I think uh, it, obviously we haven't uh, seen tons of these players yet I mean unless you follow uh, a little tiny bit of EU contenders, but even then, most of these teams um, aren't at least currently playing on contenders, or most of these players aren't at least currently playing on contenders teams. But, um, I mean, I think they're going to be uh, good, good to watch, as I recall, like, um, particularly uh, Chow and Tonic, uh, the tank line combined with last year's Shadowbird and Mistakes, I feel like were really 
uh, really fun to watch. Um, and so, so just to see whatever matchups they do end up and how that um, ends up going for them. Yeah, uh, it should be interesting. Um, this is so looking at the format for this World Cup. Russia is one of the teams. Apparently, five teams have already they've already made it. South Korea, Canada, China, France, and United States have all made it to BlizzCon already. They're already there. Um, and then the other five teams are going to be decided out of a bunch of countries. Russia's in one of those, uh, but they're nationally ranked number nine. Um, which is one lower than they were last year. They're actually going in nationally ranked number eight. Um, so it seems like according, I mean, they were they were so close last year. They they were just unfortunately beat out by this next team we're going to talk about, Finland. Um, Finland beat them out by one win. Uh, and Finland this year, they've got Davin, they've got RCK and Ricky. At DPS, they got Zappis, LH, Cloudy uh, on tank, and they got Masa and Shaz splitting up the Shaz Big Goose duo there uh, on support. Uh, in comparison to last year, you don't have Fraggy, you have LH Cloudy instead. Uh, Davin is the same. You, lose, you lost Linkser and Taimu, uh, but you added RCK and Ricky. <laughs> Um, which is I love when I love when players just use a name as their in-game name. Um, Ricky, I, I would love if if someone was just named Joe or John. <laughs> um, sure. But yeah, it's like uh, Jake. Right? Yeah, like Jake, <laughs> like Jake. <laughs> um, like I want someone named like Bobby though. Like I like Ricky, <laughs> like Bobby, just like <laughs> some some really normal weird name. <laughs> just like yeah, my name is Bobby. Um, and I guess the other thing is that, um, I mean, there's plenty of Korean players that do that, but it's just like we're not familiar with Korean names. So, oh, yeah, true. But like J Hong and that's just a normal name for YXL, and I don't know who all else, but, uh, but yeah, anyway. last year Finland made it to top eight, they made it to, to BlizzCon, uh, and immediately got 3 0'd by China, uh, who eventually, dang, I didn't, re- I forgot that China got. 4-0 just stopped by South Korea in the finals. Sat. Wait, is that real? This bracket's not real. I don't remember that. Maybe it's a different year? I don't know. I don't, Bec- I don't know what you're looking at. I'm looking at Liquipedia. Yeah, no, this is false information. Because I you because <laughs> it says South Korea won 2-0 against UK, but that's impossible, first of all, because they have to win three. And I remember specifically that match going 3-2. So this is just false information I'm getting from Wikipedia. I'm so sorry. Um, maybe it did. It definitely went 3-2. I, 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 it definitely did. Wikipedia, why are you lying to me? What, what is this? I'll go to the official. I'm going to... Maybe it was... T- it says 2-0. The reason why it says 2-0 is because it says 2-0 on the official Overwatch World Cup results website it says south korea won two zero against (laughs) great britain if you click match details great britain tied two maps apparently king's row and volsky industries um hmm. (laughs) i don't know about that yeah uh i'm a little confused here blizzard come on uh get your history right um interesting Interesting. I don't recall that match being 2-0 with two tied maps. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it could, it could have possibly been, I guess, because that's because they wouldn't because they wouldn't play the fifth map because South Korea already won. I guess that possibly could have happened. Maybe it did. Well, that's just surely not. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was. I am. I am. I'm watch. I'm I'm rewatching it right now. It was two zero. Wow, huh? That's interesting. And, and neither of us remembered. Go figure. Yeah. Well, I thought it was three <laughs> two. I guess I was thinking of Canada UK. I thought it was three two for some reason. But yeah, I guess it was just two zero. Uh, fun. Um. Yeah. Anything else to talk about? What do you think, Finland? Do you think Finland's going to be good this year? Do you think they could do it? Um, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, you mentioned uh, they're taking Big Goose off the roster, which is interesting. Maybe maybe he just uh, chose not to be considered. I don't know. 
Uh, RCK playing as DPS is is notable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, plays lots of Diva for Boston. Um, and then uh, Elish Cloudy over Fraggy. It's I mean it's an interesting choice. Like he hasn't been super great, um, arguably for Paris. But then again, we haven't hardly seen any of Fraggy either this season. So at least Elish Cloudy's been playing. That's yeah. Uh, th- that's that's a pretty important thing. Uh, when it comes to, you know, picking your team and stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. I guess they want RCK more for a Sombra, so they're doing DPS on him. Um, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, interesting that I, I, my assumption immediately is that Big Goose didn't want to play because I feel like, I feel like you don't break up Big Goose and Chaz um, on purpose, but it it could possibly be that way. Who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think this this team. I mean, I don't know Davin and Ricky well enough, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this team can do as well. I don't think they're top tier or winners of this whole thing. I think that's going to be hard for them, but possibly top eight again. Oh, I just pulled this up. Ricky is the Clockwork Medetta dude that I think believes, or that I believe plays Torb. Or no, he's he's their May player. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, for Clockwork Vendetta, so I guess that makes big sense. big difference between Torb and May. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I was like Torb guy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, but yeah, no. I already love him because his name's Ricky, and now he's gonna play Torb. That's pretty sick. Um, is Ricky a Finland a Finnish name? I guess maybe. I don't know. I mean, Eric maybe. Yeah, that's that sounds uh, Nordic. Um, yeah, his real name is Ricky Foxel, so it is a Finnish name. Um, anything else to talk about with this World Cup stuff? I mean, those are the last two rosters we're going to talk about for now. Yeah, so I assume we'll we'll get more into the World Cup as stuff is announced because, like, like I said, there's some sort of like beginning of season tournament thing to like figure out yeah. who actually gets to compete at BlizzCon so yeah. I can't imagine that'll be announced too far away from now. Yeah it's gotta be pretty soon at least right after the finals finish they'll be like okay here's the next thing um, here's what's happening yeah. next. Uh, but yeah let's move back to the Overwatch League here for our predictions today in about six hours from when we're recording this uh, the Atlanta Rain and Hangzhou Spark will be playing each other and the loser will be eliminated. And after that, the Los Angeles Gladiators play San Francisco Shock in the final battle for California, uh, which people are calling an epic match. Uh, Joe, I mean, I guess, wait, who goes first in? You go first because you're in the lead, Joe. So you pick. It's true. You, it's true. So, yeah, my... Uh my um, pick here, so I guess we'll just do both of uh, the matches for tonight. Um, is that I am uh, actually I am actually going Atlanta over um, Hangzhou, which is you know technically six over four, and that's uh, like seeding wise. But at the same time, uh, maybe maybe selfishly I want to see my weird vendetta against Hangzhou um, finally brought to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> When I when I just like always pick against them just for no reason other than that I always pick against them, um, maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe um, I just want to see Atlanta do well after uh, beating Chuck. So well, not so handily, but successfully. Um, but at the same time, I really do think that. I mean, um, and I say this all the time, but I really do think that uh, that uh, Atlanta is probably a better team. Um, that, that Hangzhou is fine for sure, but they've got they've got weaknesses that um, I mean, obviously Atlanta has proven that they're able to exploit um, uh, even in teams like you know San Francisco, and it's just a matter of actually managing to do that. I think. Yeah, um, I'm realizing here. I sent you the bracket in my bracket in advance, but I feel like I might have to change some here, Joe, because uh, I need to come back. It's true. Um, it's true. So possibly going to ch- this one. It's hard for me to change because I do think Atlanta is slightly better than Hangzhou. Um, I think Hangzhou could possibly win. I think this is going to be close, but I think Atlanta coming into a new week, 
Um, they've had time to prepare. They've had some rest after a long San Francisco, long New York match here. Uh, so I, I can't pick against Atlanta. I think they're a slightly better team. I have picked against Atlanta too many times and regretted it. I have never picked against Hong Joe and regretted it. Um, I'll tell you that. So I'm going Atlanta uh, to beat Hong Joe here. It's probably going to be a six mapper. I'm going to go six maps. Atlanta wins. LA Gladiator, San Francisco Shock Joe. This is a big one. Um, I believe in the season, at least season games go, LA Gladiators won in stage one, San Francisco Shock won in stage three or four. I can't remember. I think it's four. Um, so San Francisco Shock, clearly the better team as of late. Can LA Gladiators get over the hump? Please, as an LA Gladiator fan, do it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, again, I'm going first, and I sort of uh, alluded to it, uh, or I mean, I mentioned it last um, last show, but I think San Francisco, like far and away, is like the most consistent team in this second half of the season, um, as far as like maintaining their 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 goats dominance with their their post goats um, dominance question mark, or at least definitely success. Um, I, I mean. Yeah, I don't know, but yes, success, success for sure, um, and uh, and yeah, it's like you said that I'm not quite convinced. Um, you, you did you phrased it rather well. Uh, I'm not quite convinced that the gladiators are going to be able to take that extra, you know, one step is all it's going to take. Um, but that extra one step to to get up into like the upper echelons of. Uh, of some of these other teams, um, I mean, it's particularly we saw Shock, um, you know, play in Atlanta super close, and then just statement went over London. Um, I, I mean, if if a four zero in these playoffs in particular doesn't say we shouldn't have lost in the first round to begin with, I'm not sure what does. <laughs> yeah, you're very right. It's the only four zero in the playoffs so far, which is nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, San Francisco. Sh- ah, it's so hard not to make San Francisco shock. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I mean, it's just LA Gladiators time and time again just haven't been able to show up against the Shock, against the Titans, against the two teams that they need to beat eventually if they're going to want to win. Very unfortunate because I think if they're playing Atlanta, I think if they're playing Hangzhou, obviously, I think they'd beat both. But they're facing the one team this weekend that. I don't think they can beat. Um, but I, I want to point this out for for winning over Joe purposes. I will be picking the Los Angeles Gladiators. <laughs> In reality, I think you guys can tell the implication is I think this shock are going to win, but I am going to pick the Gladiators. I'm going to hedge my bets on this upset on the first time Gladiators finally turn up here um, and they beat the shock they eliminate the shock they move on um to the shock of everybody and uh yeah and it's possible it's absolutely possible yeah, i think it'll be close either way um I, my real prediction is shock in seven but my <laughs> my prediction for this is gladiators in four <laughs> um next game is nyxl versus vancouver for the winners bracket finals two dominant teams in the playoffs so far joe um i don't think either team has either team been to a game seven no i think they're both six right uh that sounds right yeah okay at least not yet <laughs> so that's how dominant these teams are uh titans excelsior who you, you going with the dominant throughout the season or finally living up to their potential in yxl um uh, I had to check to make sure I was talking about, but, um, but yeah, no. So, um, and in fact, I think it was stage four, week five that they played each other, I believe Titans Excelsior. And I think my comment at the time was, um, man, this matchup seemed so hype, um, at the beginning of the season, but now it's relatively lame. I feel like that's what, I feel like that's what I said, um, stage four, week five, but now we're here you know, three weeks later in the playoffs, and all of a sudden this is going to be a crazy match. I mean, again, you have sort of the... <laughs> it, it, it's funny uh, uh, what I was about to say, which I will go ahead and say. Uh, what I was going to say was, oh, you have sort of the old guard um, in the Vancouver Titans 
playing um, uh, against this this uh, sort of new and improved New York roster, which um, I'm saying with a smile on my face because it's completely the opposite of the way these teams actually are. I mean, obviously New York it's got tons of history, tons of playoffs, um, and, and tons of series even from before the Overwatch League existed. Um, uh, and then obviously Vancouver is relatively an upstart sort of <laughs> sort of roster, really. But uh, but yeah, so it's funny that I would think about it that way. But I kind of am uh, just in terms of the context of this season. Um, uh, but all that being said, um, I, I do think uh, I'm going to pick New York for the series. Uh, I think they're going to the grand finals. Um, and uh, honestly, I think whoever they play in there, they've got a decent shot, a decent shot at beating. Um, but for now, um, yeah, I'm going to give the edge to New York, um, just based on the way they looked against, again, London and against Atlanta. Um, it's just really hard not to pick against them. Okay. Or really hard to pick against them, I should say. Yeah. 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 Um, this is the one I feel most comfortable picking either way here, Joe. So I am going to pick Vancouver to, uh, go opposite of you. I think both these teams are super even. Um, I am so impressed with NYXL and what they've been doing lately. I think they're the hot pick. I really do, but I, I do think um, everyone's getting hyped for NYXL again. Maybe that maybe that's a little damaging, damaging to them because all eyes are on them again. Um, maybe, maybe they get a little nervous here and Vancouver ends up turning up. Vancouver does their normal thing, and after map four, they just become become a, an insane team that absolutely dominates it just wins the rest of the series i think same thing happens here i think vancouver wins in six i think they move to grand finals i think they're going to philly uh yeah so do we pick the rest of the weekend now based off our picks on this podcast uh i think so yeah we'll we'll i mean because it's after that it's just two more matches this weekend so might as well okay <laughs> um, for you, it's Rain versus Shock of rematch. For me, it's Gladiators versus Rain. Um, who you got? Who you got? Um, so I, I guess I can I can be spoiler right now since we're we're looking at this different way. Uh, since we're looking at this different ways, but I do have um, Shock winning both their next two matches um, on Saturday and Sunday against um, Atlanta and against Vancouver, both of which will be hard. And uh, trying to play this back back to back, that'll be rough. But um, right now, that's that's the way things stand. That I have them um, uh, being as that other team, um, like you said, headed towards Philly in the finals. Yeah. Uh, well, I think. If it's Gladiators instead of Shock, which it is in my bracket, I do think the Gladiators move on to face uh, NYXL in my bracket. And then I think NYXL will beat the Gladiators to move on to rematch the Vancouver Titans in Philadelphia, which will be exciting if NYXL makes it to Philadelphia because they are very close to Philadelphia geographically. So uh, I'm sure a lot of NYXL fans will show up, which is funny because it was the opposite last year because the finals were in New York and all the Philly fans were so close that they were able to show up to the finals there. So now they're doing an old switcheroo. Drill. <clears throat> the old switcheroo, the classic. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, that was, in my opinion, being at the finals last year, that was the best part of the finals was seeing all the hometown fans for Philly come out and obvi- I, I don't know how many London fans were there that were actually from London, uh, because that's a little bit of a trip, but um, that requires a passport and a, a long, a long flight. Uh, so yeah, that's probably not as much actual London fans from London there. Uh, Vancouver makes it. Doubt we see too many actual Vancouver Vancouver fans there. That's pretty far too. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for NYXL to make it just because they're close to Philly. So I think that'd be cool. Um, anything else to talk about from this weekend, uh, this upcoming weekend here? I mean, we're going to say goodbye to four teams. We're only going to be left with two after this one. That's true. So sad. That'll be sort of the end of an era, which I mean, we were saying, um, um, we were sort of saying at this point last season because I mean it's the end of the season, but 
Yeah. It'll be sad. End of an era called 2019 Overwatch League season. What an era. Um, yeah. And then next year, we're traveling. What if we took this show on the road, too? We were just like, we got to show. We got to be at every place they're at. We got to take this show on the road. We're a traveling podcast now. Yeah, it's on Saturday morning, we'll be in, in China. And on Sunday afternoon, we'll be in Toronto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for, for those weeks. Exactly. I mean, we got to be the place where they're at or else we just can't. We can't analyze things as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it for this episode, episode 54 of On the Flank. Uh, next week, of course, we're going to be previewing that grand finals match. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, but on Twitter, you can follow our show at On the Flank Show. Uh, Joe tweets out some very nice graphics there. Uh, you can follow our personal Twitters. Mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. You can email us on the flake show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, we are at on hyphen the hyphen flank dot pinecast dot co on the internet. We're on my YouTube channel, which you're most likely going to find on my Twitter. We're also on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and uh, enjoy this second week of playoffs.